Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Let me say it one more time so you completely understand, McMahon. Welcome, everyone. To the one year in wrestling podcast. If you actually think that I was just the right game guy, this podcast is scheduled for one fall and at a time limit of 45 minutes. If you actually think, if you actually think, well then you're a bigger delusional bastard than I thought you were. You're here. I'm here. Let's do Put my mic on! Live, pal. All right, it is in fact Survivor Series weekend. One of the, I guess, where does this rank for you guys for like top WWE pay per views for the year? It's always been uh, one of the, I guess, the big four. What was it? It was initially from back in the day, it was Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. And I think they added King of the Ring, and then eventually it was the In Your Houses, and then, you know, it's kind of, you know, amalgamated into everything else that it is now. Uh, so this is always one of the the big four is Survivor Series. I've always, is uh, I know it's in America, it's like the uh, Thanksgiving tradition here in Canada. Uh, we have a much earlier Thanksgiving. We had it in, it's usually in like early to mid October. So we're well past that, but uh, we can still have sort of the the tradition, the tradition of Survivor Series weekend. Uh, I usually have it. I like I usually do a uh, Jasper, which is like a mountain, basically a trip to the mountains. Uh, every every year in November with my with my family, so uh, that's kind of a part of the tradition. And usually in and around there is it lands on Survivor Series weekend. So I always have very fond memories of Survivor Series. I've always liked uh, kind of one of the original gimmick pay per views as well, like the Royal Rumble. Uh, obviously, the Royal Rumble itself. Survivor Series had the uh, the teams of five strive to survive and teams of four something or other. Uh, I think it started with teams of four, did it? Yes. Some of the crazy classic teams I wanted, I remembered like Mr. Perfect with the three members of Demolition. I think the Hulkamaniacs, I can't remember who that was. I want to say Jake Roberts and Legion of Doom, maybe. I don't know. I might be making that one up, but there were some like crazy cool teams over the years. And even like in the late 2000s, there was like Team Sheamus versus that had like Sheamus and Drew McIntyre on it. And I remember, yeah, there's some great matches. We uh, There was a Bleacher Report review of like the greatest title matches in Survivor Series history. And it was cool to review. Man, there has been some like really, I, I think it's kind of like an overlooked pay-per-view. I know they tried to kind of get rid of Survivor Series as far as like not only the matches. I'm pretty sure there was one year that it didn't even happen. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I want to say in like the early 2010s maybe. Uh, somewhere in there. I'm pretty sure November like just simply didn't have Survivor Series. But um yeah, in any event, there has been some like great title matches. So I went back uh, last night and sort of watched some of them. They jumped around a little bit, but uh, the ones that I watched was I started with uh, CM Punk uh, starting the big 434-day title reign, Madison Square Garden, 2011. Uh, that was the main event was The Rock and John Cena against uh, the Awesome Truth, which is uh, you know the Miz and Our Truth, which is kind of a strange team. Um, 
but the semi main was uh, was CM Punk versus Alberto Del Rio. If you guys remember, Alberto Del Rio cashed in the Money in the Bank uh, at the SummerSlam. There was a whole like the Summer of Punk where he kept kind of getting screwed. Honestly, it was like just some questionable booking decisions in there for sure. Uh, CM Punk, you know, won at Money in the Bank in July. Uh, left with the title, came back with his title after they had already awarded the new one to Cena. And then it was, you know, that the two belts, basically, kind of like the Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon thing from back in 94, where there's two belts. Instead of doing a ladder match, though, they just had the standard match. At SummerSlam, Triple H was the referee, I want to say, maybe? Yes, that sounds right. And uh, Del Rio cashed in Money in the Bank after CM Punk won to become the undisputed, uh, like, WWE champion. And, uh, yeah, and then Del Rio had it for a couple months. And so here we are in Survivor Series. And that's when Punk had, you know, Finkel come out and announce him. And the whole thing was crazy. The crowd was really hot and big pro CM Punk audience, obviously, in New York. And it was a really good match. They got, they both, they uh, yeah, really good. I liked the, um, you kind of forget, like, the whole, like, working a body part creates an uncomfortability like it's it was such a kind of common thing back in the day but like to kind of watch it now it's like obvious it's just things are so different even from 2011 to now and even like 2011 I went back to like 92 and 94 and watched some of those matches so it's crazy to see how much things change in like 10 years but uh yeah basically that's what it was was Punk was working Del Rio's arm because he had the Anaconda Vice and Del Rio obviously has the the arm breaker that he does uh, so he was working Punk's arm and yeah, just awesome match and just kind of cool to see like the beginning, like that was like night one essentially of Punk's historic 434 day title reign that would lead him to like, I want to say Royal Rumble of 2013. So pretty crazy spanned, you know, three years in that case. Uh, so then, yeah, crazy good match. Go definitely go back and watch that if you're a CM Punk fan. It was, it was definitely a very strong Punk and like Punk at his absolute peak. Uh, just great, great in, in-ring performer at that point. Like, he was, I think, untouchable. Just had a huge uh, chip on his shoulder and a, you know, a very um, sort of untouchable sort of air of confidence to him. Uh, and then I, I backtracked to, I want to say 1992, uh, because I loved that Survivor Series 92. Me and my buddy Eric used to watch this all the time. Like, it was like the Nails versus uh, Big Boss Man Nightstick match. Uh, just classic WWE. I think 92, I almost want to do like a year in review of 92, which would be easy to do with uh, next year when we're doing a 97, the 1997 year, uh, because there's only, there would only be four pay-per-views to, to, uh, to have to watch on top of the, the, you know, the, the WCW and WWF ones from 97, if that makes sense. So, um, but I love 92. I think this is like, I started watching wrestling, I think in 88 or 89, uh, but it, things really came together for me in 92. I mean, by that time, I'm, I was like, I want to say 10 or 11. So, you know, I started getting all the figures and, and the ring and, and, you know, getting into it a little bit myself as far as even dropping the elbow drops off the couch under the pillows and stuff like that. So 91, 92, but specifically, specifically 92, because that was the year that uh, Ric Flair won the, the uh, Royal Rumble. That was, was my favorite Royal Rumble, him drawing number three and, and making it all the way through was with Bobby Heenan doing the commentary the whole time. And, just classic, classic stuff. But um, yeah, the Survivor Series ended up being, uh, it was uh, the perfect team, which was, it, this is just a tag match. It wasn't a Survivor Series match, but it was still awesome. Macho Man, Mr. Perfect, 
Mr. Perfect t- turning babyface basically and coming back to in-ring competition against uh, against Razor Ramon and um, and Ric Flair, of course. So the ages, I always do the age thing here. So Ric Flair was 43. Um, Razor Ramon was 34, I want to say. And he'd only been in the WWE as Razor Ramon for maybe three or four months. I think it was August of 92 that he debuted, which is crazy to think. I didn't realize Razor had been that far back. But yeah, 92. I guess it makes sense, right? Because Diesel was 93, not, not too long after him there but then you got to really think 92 to 96 like it was not that long of a stand of course when you different perspective when you're a young like a kid right and four years goes by so slow where nowadays it's like you look back and it's like man four years is not much but in any events and then uh across the ring there uh mr perfect was only 34 as well like he's the same age as as razor ramon here and uh which is crazy to think as well right uh mr perfect had a pretty um career kind of cut short with his like back injuries and then uh, Macho Man had just turned 40, I believe. So still, you know, still some in the moving around very well. Still some in the gas tank for sure. But so that was kind of the ages of that match. And just awesome match. Uh, Mr. Perfect kind of doing the, you know, he'd walk away from the ring and it made it look like he was, you know, having a second uh, second thoughts about it, uh, about par- partnering with Macho Man, going back to his heel ways. And then he came back and yeah just super cool ending to the match too kind of a schmoz finish but like uh macho man throws perfect a chair when he's in the figure four and perfect stabs uh rick flair in the face with the chair just classic stuff like such a good and then the, the interviews afterwards and um yeah that, w- that was an awesome match and then i actually ended it with uh this morning i watched uh 1995 the main event diesel uh, coming off of his historic reign, I want to say his was about 380 days after he won it from Bob Backlund in in the Survivor Series, just after Survivor Series 1994. So he'd carried it for a little over a year by that point, you know, going into 95. And it was um, him against Bret Hart, and Bret Hart being 38 at the time. I think Kevin Nash was 36, I want to say. And, well, yeah, fucking awesome match. I kind of, I, I remember this one vividly because I was, I was at my buddy's and we were playing uh, some kind of obviously there was snow outside at the time so I want to say like some kind of like shinny or something we were playing like hockey uh which in my buddy just lived like probably eight or ten houses down from me and then I remembered like Survivor Series was on that night and I was like oh man and Bret Hart was my favorite so I remember running home and going oh man that, that match is probably like just finishing and basically it was like you could hear what was going on on the channel I don't know if anybody had this as well there was like the cable scrambler where you could hear what was going on but it was every all the every now and then you get maybe a split second of being able to see like a clip of what was happening and that would scramble again uh so but I caught like the, the tail end of the you know live basically Bret Hart recapturing it and at that point I just I didn't think Bret Hart was gonna win and then you could kind of gather that he went through the table like that table spot was I think the first one uh, that WWE kind of experimented with. So it was like pretty groundbreaking, right? In 95, like the first sort of table spot where he went off the ring apron and Diesel pushed him backwards through the, through the announce table. Uh, and they didn't even take off any of the equipment or anything. It just was like so out of nowhere. And man, what an awesome match. Like such a good match. Bret Hart is the man. And Bret Hart being, yeah, 38 at the time. Um, was it 38? Yeah, okay. Oh, no. And then, yeah, there was, sorry, there was the... um. The one other match that I watched as well, highly recommend that Diesel Bret Hart match. It was like a no no holds barred match, and they did a very good job of uh, executing on those stipulations or that particular stipulation. But uh, sorry, I also I skipped over. I did the Shawn Michaels uh, Bret Hart match 
uh, from 92 Survivor Series, the main event, which is crazy to think because, like, the, the year before, it was, like, Hulk Hogan, Undertaker. There was still Hulk Hogan, the Ultimate Warrior, all these big guys, right? So this must have been kind of getting into, like, that steroid scandal era where they had to, uh, you know, clean up their image as far as, like, the huge, over-the-top-looking guys in the main events, I guess, I'm thinking. Uh, Shawn Michaels, 27, Bret Hart at the time, 34, and Bret, or 35, and he just had won his first WWF championship from Ric Flair, and the historic, I think, non-televised uh, match in Saskatoon, which is in Saskatchewan, uh, just a neighboring province to where we are here in Edmonton, Canada, and uh, you such a different pacing again like the 92 there's a lot of i guess what they call like you know rest holds nowadays but when they started kind of uh going full throttle and picking up some uh, momentum it's kind of like a crescendo in like a uh, classical music right where uh, there there is like the it builds to the climax and the climax is really really well done and uh definitely not for uh, i mean it was probably pushing 25 minutes or so um and yeah, definitely had some slow spots. I think that's kind of where they get critiqued uh, doing like the Iron Man match as well, where they, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels kind of blend, you know, that realism of like the the submission and chain wrestling and that kind of stuff with the the you know the usual usual uh, high spots that Shawn Michaels creates and Bret Hart to a degree. Uh, but yeah, again, very good match. Santa comes out at the end. I mean, just Bret Hart at his absolute best. So those are the kind of the uh, the matches. Uh, so far that I've watched, I'm definitely going to do some of the uh, the four and four or five on five ones uh, matches here um, over the weekend. And yeah, definitely looking forward to the actual uh, current product Survivor Series that's coming out uh, this Sunday as per usual. We'll be closing that night, unfortunately, so I will be watching it Monday night with uh, probably with some spoilers there. But um, yeah, it'll still be good to, good to watch it uh, the day after. Uh, but anyways, enjoy Survivor Series and check out if you're looking for some uh, some throwback matches. Those would be good ones to start with. Take care. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.